Welcome to Shorts. The part of the show where we regularly interrupt your scheduled programming to bring you content of relative interest. Thanks for listening. The Black Dahlia Murder. Mm. The unsolved murder of Elizabeth Short in 1947, known as the Black Dahlia case, which has been the subject of much speculation and conspiracy theories. Mm. Elizabeth Short. Yeah. Now, Amer- is this American? Yeah. Okay. Los Angeles. Oh, I, I feel like I saw uh, an old Humphrey Bogart film on this. Oh. Where he played a detective who was one of the most well-renowned detectives and would solve murders and things like this. Sherlock, Sherlock. No, not Sherlock Holmes. Holmes. No. The Black Dahlia. No, I'm thinking of the one with the bird. Interesting. Yeah. Humphrey Bogart and the Bird. It was a different film. Oh, Edgar <laughs> Allan Poe type thing? No, it was a statue, uh, and the name is escaping me, and I will remember as soon as we're done recording this how it goes. Uh, so the Black Dahlia, what's her name? So Elizabeth Short, okay. they dubbed it the Black Dahlia murder because she was... Um, Often found in black clothing and because of the gruesome nature of her death. So she was murdered very gruesomely. In L.A. In L.A. In the 1940s. Yep, and they haven't been able to solve it since then. Is she, is Jennifer, Jennifer Short? Elizabeth Short. I'm sorry, Elizabeth Short. Is she, was she a famous person? Or is this just a random, non-famous? Just a random, non-famous but she was often found in black clothing. She wasn't an actress? Right. Or something? Right. That doesn't sound right. Right. <laughs> okay. So this random Los Angeles woman, Elizabeth Short, 1940s, murdered. She always wore black. Why Dahlia? Where does that come from? Um, yeah, that's a good question. It's Black Dahlia has to do with... The way she was murdered. And so, how was she murdered? So, you want to get gruesome into it? Yeah, I mean, it's probably a safe audience that's listening. The following episode is not okay for kids like me. I should probably... Please listen to this one with discretion. He's thank you. He's reading that for us live. Okay, thank you, thank Oliver. You. Um, so, yeah. So, she's our 22 years old. Okay. She was aspiring to become an actress. Okay. She was not at the time. Mm. Um she was sliced in half. Wow. And her blood was drained from her body. Sliced in half, like straight Bisected down. Bisected at the waist. Oh, sliced in half that way, so horizontally, not vertically. Yeah. Okay. And then her blood was drained. So it was sort of like a um like a cow, like what you do with an animal, you yeah, you cut it cut right it, in half. Well, you cut them, you you flay them out, and then you hang them usually by their feet and drain the blood. Yeah, um, and that's what happened to her. Yeah, wow, that is terrifying. so. Drain of her blood. They came in, and there are literally no clues. 
No, so the... yeah, how did they find her? Strung up or just pieces? Um, was it something that they that a reported a missing person kind of thing went on, and they were like, "Oh, we need to go find her. She's due for her acting." She was found in a vacant lot on the west side of South Norton Avenue. Whoa. Um, just the pieces with no yeah. In them. At Not, the time, it was in a largely undeveloped park. Not hung up by anything. Right. So just Weird. laying there. Um, they, people, uh, found her walking with their three-year-old daughter, initially oh. thinking it was a discarded mannequin. Oh, no. Which, as you would be inclined to think. Yeah, because you're drained of blood. You're probably pretty pale. and Yeah, and you're in pieces. Yeah. Yikes. Um, rushed to a nearby house, telephone police, mutilated, severed. Drain of blood. And this Oof. is the 1940, what'd you say? 47. Wow. Yikes. Ooh. This is some gruesome stuff. The corpse has been posed with her hands over her head, her elbows bent at right angles, and her legs spread apart. Wow. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So yep. that's like, um, you know, the, the end of the war happens, 1945, 1946. Folks are all coming home. The rise of media, cinema, everybody needs jobs. L.A. is a popular place, still is. And then this murder happens. Yeah. Was she found in black, in black clothing, she's, or was she naked? She was naked. Okay. But she was used, she was, everybody who had seen her previously, she would just always wear black. Yeah, okay. she was very emo. I mean, was it like, was it that? Was it like black well, em- emo goth not, style, or was it black like classy, like a like what you would wear to a t- um, to a part uh, a cocktail party or a dressy classy event? I don't know. So you're just assuming that she was. Emo. Well, they didn't have emos like they do today, but I'm sure they dressed I'm in black. I'm sure it was probably just something classy. If she's yeah. an actress, she's probably wearing some nice black dress. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, they, no one, they can't figure anything out about it. They wow. think she was raped, and they found a heel print in the mud next to her. That was not the kids, the the couple and the kid that saw her. Right. Okay. And so they one one guy says that his dad did it. What? Wait. What? And uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Back up. One one kid said. So there's there's a bunch of different theories, okay. and a lot of it is just like general, like we think a group of people did it, okay, or um, we think someone that wanted revenge on her did it, mm. or whatever. And then one guy, Doctor George Hodel, came up. Steve Hodel uh, came up and claimed that his dad, Doctor George Hodel, uh, did it. Whoa. What and was his dad? I don't know <laughs> anything else about that. <laughs> what, what was his dad a doctor of? I don't know. And he Why? must have really hated his dad, too. Why? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> That's an interesting thread. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I wonder if there's like some some German, you know, Nazi German people coming to a, the U.S. now post-World War II, and he was an experiment. <laughs> This is where my yeah. mind is going. He's a doctor. And he's not, experimenting on her. And he's, he was used to experiments, you know, back in Nazi Germany. And he's doing this on this lady. Yeah. 
But there's uh, countless books, movies, and TV shows made about the Black Dahlia murder. Weird. You'll have to do some more research on where Dahlia comes from and this Dr. George Hodel and his son, Steve Hodel. Dude. Because that would be an interesting segue. Yeah. But what's what's interesting to me... Dahlia is a flower. Yes. I knew that, but why her? Where does it come from? Yeah, why is she called the Black Dahlia? Was she just a flowerful person? Probably because she was drained of all blood. What? What? Why would that? I don't know. Why they would said, you say flower? They said they named it that after the murder. Oh, weird. I wonder if they found one, Adalia, at the scene. Or she was flayed open like Adalia. Uh, f- what? No, flowers aren't flayed. They bloom open. Oh, okay, the black bloom. <laughs> okay, while you're looking that up, or George Hordle. Hurdle, yeah, Hordle, the, the German Nazi doctor. While you're looking him up, I will hypothesize and spin a tale for the audience here that, or or maybe not spin a tale, but I will say that it is sad to think of such violence and that such violence is attributed only to certain people and that notoriety is only attributed to certain people. There's so much more violence than that and so much more gruesome violence than that in all other parts of the world, but natural to it being here and being in a place like LA and being in such a gruesome way. There's even though more gruesome things are happening in other places of the world, there's the notoriety, of course, that's associated with the culture. And then there's the stigma about it. How many famous podcasts or shows or things follow gruesome murders because people are interested in that kind of stuff? And what a very sad state of mind to be in, to be interested, not from an academic, scientific perspective but to a content consumption yeah you know entertainment kind of way so anyway what did you find on dr george hortle so black dahlia because she had black hair and wore black and so the black flower black flower Mm. dr george hodel was a american physician he was one of five suspects Mm. interesting He, he was accused of raping his daughter Oh, yes. and uh, he was acquitted for everything, so mm. he's found not guilty. So his son, who probably witnessed the rape and other things like that, turned him in. Probably knew what he did to his sister. Oh, and then just said and said you probably did this too. Yeah. Interesting. Well, if he did it to his daughter, there's certainly. No reason he could not have done it to this woman. Yeah. But I wonder, yeah, it's, I mean, we're just guessing at this point, but obviously it's an unsolved murder for a reason with much more evidence and smarter people. Yeah, after case, the, he was acquitted, he started a new family and moved to Hawaii. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. That's awful. Did he, did he maintain his doctor's? Yeah, he started practicing uh, physician 
wow. or, or whatever over yeah. in Hawaii. And this is, yeah, 1940s and 50s now. Yeah. And so he could, that's basically moving to a new country. And it is moving to a new country and doing whatever he wants at that yeah. point. So, yeah. Wow. Yep. The unsolved case of Elizabeth Short. Elizabeth Short. Black I Dahlia. Hope, I hope, I hope that you were a Christ follower and that we get to meet you again someday. We are sitting here hypothesizing about your death for the purpose of bringing content and awareness to our audience of random unsolved things as we are with these bite-sized uh, shorter episodes. And yours is a sad and um, terrifying and, and unfortunate and just horrific uh, situation. So I hope that we get to actually meet you face-to-face -face someday. And I know that at the end of all this, there will be no more pain or sorrow or um, evil like this that exists. And so for all of you who are listening who are have been through situations similar or not as similar as getting cut in half, of course, but <laughs> situations that are uh, pretty horrific, um, know that none of this is in light of uh, comedic jest or or that we are using this as content for your entertainment, but uh, thank you for listening. And it's a good segue into really the purpose behind a lot of what we do in our life as believers is, and a lot of our responsibility as believers is to not bury our head in the sand as a lot of so-called Christians do, where they join clubs, church clubs, and isolate themselves from the sin of the world. We are called to be in the world as believers, light and salt to the world, and we need to be aware of then the sin that is so rampant in the world. So part of our responsibility then is to be sensitive and tender to big things like this and to pray for and to love and have compassion for uh, all of the uh, horrific situations like this, and then to be able to provide a sense of hope then in light of these crises, in, in light of this awfulness, how then shall we live? How then should we use? Should we binge this stuff? Should we use it as content for uh, entertainment purposes? Or should we, is there hope? Is there rest? Is there peace for those who have lost somebody or those who have had horrific events? And there is. And Stephen and I are here to share that with you, along with many other friends and family members we have on the show um, and in our lives that we are here to share the message of hope, the message of redemption, the message of uh, peace and rest, and at the end of it all, eternal rest, which is something we all look forward to. So that is my takeaway for you in this episode, and um, don't mind the this is where we would input some melodramatic music here, but <laughs> I don't really have that. Stephen, do you have any melodramatic music that we could input on the editing? No, not copyright free. Not copyright free. Yeah. Okay. And this is what it is. Thank you again for listening to another episode 
and a Vivo podcast. Remember that these are uploaded in order of date. Some of your players will play them backwards for some reason. Some of them will play them forward. If you're listening to a part one or part two in the series, make sure you click on the right part one or part two or use a podcast player, whether it's Apple or Spotify or whatever that is playing it in the right order. As always, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Anavivo podcast. We welcome your feedback and ideas. You can learn more about us by simply Googling the word Anavivo. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. I am a licensed real estate broker with Compass Real Estate and a nationwide real estate matchmaker. We consult with you for free, find and vet the right real estate professional that specializes in the area and niche you need, are paid by that professional, and they get clients like yourself who want and need their unique specialty or winning track record. If you or someone you know is in the market to buy or sell real estate anywhere in the U.S., don't simply web search the highest paying advertiser. Let us use our licensed experience to find and vet the real and best professional for you. It costs you nothing but a phone call or email with me, and it saved my clients financially and emotionally. I'd be honored to serve, and you can reach me direct by email at tim.c.miller at outlook.com. And as always, to God be the glory.